Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Every Wednesday, I'll chat with a friend whom I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8:28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and the other two episodes will include a time for Insider Insights, where I'll share writing and publishing questions from our listeners. However, once in a while, I'll offer bonus content, a special interview that's out of the norm for the format of our show, and today is one of those days. So let's get started. In light of the racial injustice we see rearing its ugly head in our country, I wanted to bring some additional episodes to you, the listeners of the All Things Podcast, as we take a look at how God really does work all things together for good, even in the midst of this travesty that we see unfolding in our nation. Not that it's new, it's way old but it just is erupting again. And so I just wanted to invite uh, pastor's wife, Laura Simon, onto the show today. She is a former school teacher. She's in full-time ministry with her pastor husband in Southern California. And she is actually part of our She Writes For Him boot camp and was part of our She Writes For Him online conference. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just have to say, well, first of all, let me just welcome you to the show, Laura. It is Thank just you. an honor to have you on and to and to hear you and to hear more about um, just how this whole thing is affecting you as a sister in Christ and a woman of color. Uh, I'm just um, honored to have you on today and I just can't tell you what it means to me. But I, but I have to admit, I am a privileged white woman. I have lots of African-American authors and friends. I've never had any hesitation in my relationships with my brothers and sisters of color. But I realized last night as we shared in the boot camp and you shared, I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a total idiot. I just have no idea what you've endured. And it's so important for us to hear you. So right. I just wanted to, to take this time today for you to share, you know, how this whole thing has been for you and, and just what you've experienced up to this time of where we're at currently with all of the, you know, just the, you know, riots and the looting and everything mm -hmm. that's going on in mm -hmm. our country. Mm -hmm. Well, um, thank you for having me on. I'm honored as well, too. I just, I um, said yesterday in our boot camp that um, God is just amazing how he works everything out um, for our good, for the good. And um, I really, this is a God moment because I had no intention of even staying in the group. I think I shared that with you yesterday. Um, that was the best conference I had ever gone to. And I, you know, um, Becky invited me. I had talked to um, Sharon about going and it was just the best 
conference I've ever been to in person or virtual. And mm-hmm. God really spoke to me during that time. And even during that time, I noticed that I said um, to my husband, I said, you know, this conference is so good. And I'm thanking um, Athena for doing it. I said, but I think I see three people of color and I know all three of them, you know, Corinthia, you know. So I thought, how come we're not involved in this or we're not knowing about it or, you know, I don't know. But um, I had such a wonderful time in the conference. She writes for him that when it came up for the boot camp. I'm like, oh, I'm there, I'm in. Because even though I'm working on, you know, I'm working on this other book, I was just intrigued. I was like, you know what? Let me get um, some information. Cause I've, I knew a lot of the authors. I've read their books. Their books are on my shelf cause I'm a PW and I share with my ladies. And um, when I went to the boot camp, I was like looking. And when we, you had us do the introduction, you know, you had us introduce ourselves. And so I went through and I'm looking at everybody because I started to do it. You know, when I first heard it, I, w- I would have been the first one if I, when I first saw it, because, I, because um, the girl Sproul, Cindy, I think Cindy or I mean, not Cindy, but the first girl who did it, um, I thought, oh, okay. So then I chickened out and I was, I said, well, let me see who's all coming. Cause I saw some of the names that I remembered from the conference. So right. they're, um, I'm looking through it and I'm looking and I'm watching everybody's story. And then I go, okay, we're at 30 and I just see me <laughs> and I'm like, okay. It was a pretty white crowd. <sighs> it's a pretty white crowd. And so, um, but I was okay. I was like, oh, okay. You know, this is not going to be too bad. We start the 27th and yeah, and then it happened. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us that story. So on Memorial Day, um, I actually taught a Bible study, a virtual Bible study. Um, I'm in a pastor's wives teach group on Facebook and we were doing this and um, it hadn't happened yet where we are, um, where this breaking news comes on about George Floyd. Mm. And um my husband and I were like, oh my gosh, you know, it's happening again. You know, we just fresh off of Ahmaud Aubrey and then this. And so the conversation, we've had, in our house, we've already been having the conversation with our sons. We have four kids. I have um, an older, a 25 year old daughter, t- boy, girl, twins who are 20, and then um, a 16 year old boy. And I'll be honest, to even, to even put this all together, my children um, attended Cal Baptist for a year. California Baptist for, you know, Cal Baptist, like Oklahoma Baptist, because we're mm-hmm. Baptists. And right. uh, we're Southern Baptists at that. And um, I sent my kids to Cal Baptist because when we got there, a PK was the counselor and she black, she biracial, but mm-hmm. she looks black, you know. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a great place for them to go to school. They're going to attend school here. They're going to learn about Jesus. They're going to have um, a diverse campus. And, you know, it's just going to be everything my husband and I thought. And they were excited too. 
and they got wonderful housing, you know, so nothing, you know, the usual, and I don't know how, any other way to say this other than we're, I just know that we're anointed and that God gives us favor because they got into great dorms that normally freshmen don't get into, even mm. based on our color. It was like, no big deal. You know, it was, everything was not a problem. But when they got there, out of the freshman class and out of the campus, the only black people that are at Cal Baptist would be the counselor, one professor who we know, and the basketball team. And the basketball team is African. They're not, they're from Africa. Oh. So that's not a, right? That's another culture right there in itself. Right. So my daughter is in the room with um, all three Latino girls. So it's one, Sydney, and three Latinos. But in the, her suite, in the other side, they're all Caucasian, right? They're all white. My son is in the dorms, and his are all white. There's not many, you know, that's it. So I'm like telling them when we moved in, look, it's going to be better. You see how it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It, we've, it's 2019 and it, this is going to be fine. Mm. Mm. Um, I made sure my husband and I, we made sure that we were in the parent prayer group and the parent prayer group meets, they still meet on, um, the first and third Saturday, sometimes twice a month, but the first Saturday in the month. And I was so glad that I was there because there were three parents of color. And when we were praying, um, they were talking about, you know, the president and, you know, just stuff that I'm listening to them and I'm listening and I'm listening. And finally, Athena, I can't take it anymore. And I get up and I say, you know what we need to pray for also? We need to pray for diversity. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and my white brothers and sisters looked at me and they said, Laura, what do you mean? I said, well, think about it. There's three of us in this room. We're praying for everything under the sun, but I haven't heard any of you pray for diversity. My kids are black. However, they speak, read and write Spanish fluently because we live in Santa Ana. Santa Ana is 80% Latino. Mm. And so they go from all Spanish <laughs> to all white. Mm. They're having a problem and I need to pray for um, their transition. Right. They're, how they're going to acclimate in this, this culture. Right. And they were like, we never thought of it that way. That was just last year, 2018, yeah. 2019. Mm. And, um, I thought, you guys don't see that? And that's when the part about, well, we don't see color. That's when I got them to stop saying that. That's not a good thing. I know you're saying, you're saying that you see my heart. We're all Christian brothers and sisters. And we are. But that's the beauty of God and his, all his creations, that we look different. We are different. Like I said to you um, yesterday about the florist. When you go in the florist shop, you don't say, oh, everything's the same color. No, red roses, white roses, you know, blue, the, the, you know, they dye stuff, purple. There's all these colors. There's peonies, there's the carnations, beauty. right? 
So then we are different. You do love different things. So just admit that and say that. And that was the beginning of the dialogue. Did they so have someone? Yes. So someone said to you, when I look at you, I don't see a black person. Yes. I just see God. I just see God's creation. Yes. So, so you had to, in fact, that came up, that last came up in our that time. And so I think that's a common thing that us white folks say, because we're trying to explain that we don't, we don't see you as different, but we're, we're insulting you yes. when we're saying that. You're insulting me. You are totally offending me. It's like, yes, you do. You see, I'm brown. <laughs> you right. see, my hair so, is in braids. You see, my hair is different. Just stop it. We just say, I love you. That's fine because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's okay. We, I get shot, you get shot. We're going to bleed red. So we do know we're the same on that. So exactly. instead of just saying, you know, what the political correct or what you think we want to hear, I so much um, appreciate when you say, I see your heart, say that, you know, it's like, I'm looking at, I hear you, but I do see that you're different. Say that. Cause I was, you know, in my group yesterday, we were, I just started crying because they asked, you know, we were telling part of the, well, if I can say part of the discussion was just to talk about your life stories, right? Right. What are you passionate about? And so I had three things that are passionate about. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And so when I said it, it was received and you could see them. Oh, my, my, my roommates, um, a sigh of um, relief, like, oh, the elephant, she said it. And it's like, um, I'm having a challenge. I'm having a challenge with this. And I said, God himself, Athena, you know, it, it's, it's not it. I'm an only child. And so my BFF was God until I got older because that's all I had. It was me mm -hmm. and Jesus. I was saved a long time ago. And so um, I had told God the night before, I'm not going back to the group. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to listen to the replays and um, you know, I'll be in the, I'll be in the zoom rooms, but I'm, you know, in the general sessions, but I'm just going to either put a cover up, or not participate. That's what I had decided. And I told God, I'm not going to do this. And he said, no, but you are. <laughs> You're going to be the minority. And speak up and be heard. He says, not only are you going to stay, but you're going to talk. And so mm -hmm. when Cynthia asked me the question, I was like, really, God? He's like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> I love that. So her question to you last night when yes. we stayed after was, how are you, how are you doing with all of this? Right. And we are doing, um, my girlfriends and I were just always um, on the verge of tears. And mm -hmm. um, I talked to my uh, girlfriend who's also my coach, um, Andrea Barnett. She's a pastor's wife in Oklahoma as well at Redemption Church. Yeah, look at that. And um, <laughs> um, she adopted two black children. And so she mm. has four, she has two of her own biological. 
And I said to her, you're going to be my coach and you're going to be my website builder and editor and whatever other stuff, just because you see what I'm going through. And so this morning I also asked her, how are you feeling? Even though she's a white woman, but she's got these two kids. And um, we're always on the, I'm on the verge of tears and I'm on the verge of really God, you're doing this right now. And then in our Bible study last night, and then this whole time, my husband and I have been saying, even though it's the pandemic, God made us all come home. He's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we all had to come home. And then that's every color. He made us all come home. And then he said, you're going to deal with your kids. You're going to deal with your families. You're going to deal with all your issues at home. And then while you're at home, now we're going to have civil unrest. I'm going to bring back 1968 when I was three. And oh my stars, we've already been having the conversations with our sons. But now, not only am I telling him about the pandemic and bring his butt home right after working at Starbucks, but then I'm telling him again, keep your hands on the steering wheel. Where's your wallet? Because even in our own neighborhood, we've been in this neighborhood 20, I've been in my house 21 years. Why are they still pulling? They know everybody else lives on the street. Why are they still pulling us over? Mm. And that's all I was trying to say to, um, and that, and that's what I was telling you all yesterday. And I'm so glad you're having this today when you said, um, the other reason I, when I was in the group that I had put on my page, um, my son, I have two, I'm raising, you know, two black, males, African-American males, my sons matter. And um, one of the ladies who was in the conference, not the boot camp, but the conference, mm-hmm. um, we're friends because I got a lot of friends from the conference. And um, she said, well, Laura, and she said my name. She, so it was to me, it was directed to me. And she said, well, Laura, I have two sons too, and they matter. And then, you know, and she, don't hide behind the Bible. Don't tell me. So for me, number one, do not be swift to call me an angry black woman because my voice raises up. Um, mm-hmm. Just for general purposes, GP, I need to share with my sisters that um, our family and the culture of black people, period, we're loud and we're boisterous and we're animated. We talk with our hands and our voices go up. And when people hear us, they're like, oh, you guys are arguing, you're arguing, you're, no, we're just spirited and it's, we're not arguing. And so for some of my friends, I've had to tell them, they go, are you, you and Tony mad at each other? No, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, even at school, I've had to go to school to talk to teachers about my kids. Sydney, my daughter is animated. She's not this angry black child. She's this is what, this is how we speak. Right. If we could get other people to understand that, um, we don't all talk quiet and, you know, we don't. So now the other thing too, when someone said to you, well, my sons matter. Yes. That's minimizing. That is. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. minimizing. It's, it's like, it's like, 
that's not the point. That's the not point the point here is you face things that we have no clue. We don't face that. You don't face Our that. sons don't get stopped by the cops all the time. Our sons don't get looked at like they're criminals just because of the color of their skin. We are different in that. And we cannot minimize right. that by saying, well, all lives matter. Right. Well, yeah, sure they do. But that is, that's like a slap in the face. It is a slap. And that's, and that's what, thank you for bringing me back. That was the slap in the face. Yeah. That hurt me. I literally started crying and I was, mm-hmm. then I got angry and, and I, and God said, don't you answer her? Cause I was going to rip her. I'll be honest. I was not going to say anything Christ-like. And then the Holy Spirit said, no, she doesn't get it. And I'll take care of it. And so then after that happened, not, not a second later, Athena, one of the girls from the boot camp class or boot, boot camp mm-hmm. hit the love button. Hmm. And when I saw her name, I told my husband, and I'm in this group, Mm. what am I going to (laughs) do? And so he looks at me and he goes, you didn't answer her, did you? (laughs) And I said, no, (laughs) because God told me not to. He said, very good. You know, you need to hear from God. You need to decompress. And then when God gives you the answer, which I knew, he told me, when, I, when you get the answer, you'll be able to talk to her. And so we prayed. I went to sleep. But the next morning, it's still there. And then the other, my other friends start texting me and calling me saying, you didn't answer her. Why didn't you respond to her? They're pulling me on the carpet about this. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? God said not to answer I said, plus the girl who, you know, gave her an amen is in my group. And I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I don't know if I'm going to say anything. I, I don't know. So when we get on in boot camp on our Zoom call and Cynthia breaks us up into groups in my room. And the killer part is we get broken up twice, you know? And it's random. It's It's totally random. random. The group, she was in the group. So Cynthia says, we're going to go in the group. And I'm sitting there saying, I don't have nothing to say. But the conversation ended up being where um, we didn't really talk about it. But when we shared with each other, it was enough that um, when she was speaking, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. The light bulb comes on. <laughs> That's what it was. It was like, God was mm-hmm. saying, you don't need to say anything. Don't say anything. You just wait for me to handle this. And so I, you know, mm-hmm. I calmed down. My heart stopped going so fast And I looked at her and I know this sounds hokey, but it's still what I would like to convey or come through is that I looked at her through the eyes of Jesus. Does that make sense? It was like, yep, she's young and she just doesn't get it. And she doesn't have your lens. 
That's all. So Athena, you don't have my lens. So it's, it's my duty. I think that God has allowed it so that I can now share with you. You don't have to, you know, Romans 15, I taught on that lesson about, we don't have to see everything eye to eye, but we do have to accept one another just as Jesus accepted us. He accepted all of us. Absolutely. And our faith and our moral character wasn't the best. And he still loves us. He still died for us. So how he sees us, I always heard that. And my husband preaches that. And I preach that. But for me, that was the first time that I was like, girl, you don't get it, do you? So you were able to actually have some compassion for her yeah. in her ignorance. And I mean, I, I'm the same way. I don't, I have no clue. That's why I'm so thankful that you're yeah. willing to educate us and help us grasp where, you know, what you go and through and, and that mm-hmm. lens that you see through that probably takes a whole lot more forgiveness and grace for others than anything we deal with on a daily basis. When she said, my son's lives matter too. That's when I saw the two things from my cousins that I told, I shared with the group yesterday was Luke 15. That started to make sense. And I thought maybe my, my Christian brothers and sisters will understand it that way. Jesus left the 99. He talks about leaving the 99. They matter, but he goes after the one. So right now, the black culture is the one. You yep. look at the house on fire. My, my girlfriend, Julie, the other, um, my white pastor wife, we, that's what we call ourselves, uh, the BFFs, you know, preacher's wives of Orange County. And she said to me, she sent me and she said, I just need you to know that um, my daughter, Allie, sent this and I want to share and you share it with your friends that if, 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 if the houses are on fire, if my house is on fire, that was so poignant to me. If I'm in a housing trap and I'm next, I live next door to you, Athena, but my house is on fire. The fire trucks aren't going to spray all the other houses down. They're going to come and spray the water on mine because I'm the one on fire. Mm, that's I'm the one in danger. That's well, and and to think, you know, and for us to say things naively, but for us to say things that almost like make you feel guilty for the the time that God is giving you right now to be the one that that is rescued and that is heard and that is understood right you shouldn't feel guilty about that that's the operative word i shouldn't but but then when i see a statement like that then i'm I'm having to defend and now i'm like it makes really girl yeah (laughs) well and you know 
I can't tell you how many times I've, I've had people on my radio show before my podcast now where, you know, it's someone that maybe is dealing with grief or depression or, and, and we say the stupidest stuff to people that just makes them feel so unseen and Mm -hmm. And unheard, misunderstood. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think we're, we feel awkward, so we don't know what else to say. So we say something stupid. Oh no. And forgive us for that. It was a help for me in my small, in the breakout room, breakout room number six, shout out. Um, (laughs) Those ladies, those sisters rallied around me and let me speak and started asking questions. And they're like, can we say this? We just want to be honest with you. And they were honest. You know, we don't know. How do we say this? Mm. Is it coming off this way? And I'm sitting there explaining and I'm like, no, I would rather you ask me so that I can say, this is why I say Black Lives Matter. When my son comes, pulls at the corner, where are you coming from? My house, I'm the fifth house on the left. Are you a criminal? Let me see your license. You know, when... And then he comes, he, then he turns around, just comes back. When the police are outside looking at my car and come into the door, they're not, I, when we got those new, um, and I, I want to put this all together so you can see what I'm saying. We have to have a permit to park in our, our neighborhood now because we had so many stray people parking there, right? Mm-hmm. They can park, my neighbors, they can park, they can have parties, they can have parties all until, you know, graduation parties, everything, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock, you know, common courtesy is you're done at 11, maybe, right? No, the police have never come. Right. We've had two parties, weren't even loud, two parties. Police are knocking at our door, shut it down. It's, it's that uh, they automatically mm-hmm. assume the worst about you because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the color of your skin. We're the ones getting the tickets. I'm at, we have, we have a so neighborhood wonderful. watch, right? We have a neighborhood, you know, association. And my husband and I were listening, we were in the meeting and I thought I'm raising my hand. And I said, well, you know what? Let's be honest. Y'all don't want to hear it, but I'm going to say it. I'm about tired of us being picked on. If it's not cars being parked, we're wrong. If it's having a party, you all have had a party every weekend when you want. Has the police come? No, Laura. No. We have one and 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 we're shut down at 11 o'clock. My daughter just graduated from Davis. That's important. And you're telling me shut it down. Yeah, I'm angry. Right? I'm 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 angry. That's all the time, Athena. That's and that's that's so unfair. Mm. You know, we're we're driving in Irvine, which is a really right. white city. That's only like six miles over. We shop there, and my husband and I are pulled over in a suburban. We're in a. Su- I have four kids, so I have a big car. Why are you pulling me mm. over? Well, you're in Irvine. Yeah. And I'm brown. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
so wrong. It is just so wrong. And if we don't, if we just don't bother to try and understand and don't give you a voice and don't Mm -hmm. speak up ourselves, then we're agreeing with it. When you guys asked me yesterday, that's it. If all my friends, if all my white friends would just speak up to their friends and you may lose some, I told the other girl yesterday, you may lose some, but if you would just say, just look at it from this way. Just, just look at it from this way because my, my girlfriend, um, Julie, Julie Wenzel didn't understand. She understood, but she didn't, you know, she's like, she said, and, and we, and she was honest enough to say to me, Athena, I'll never forget. This was just, this was when we were at leading and loving it with Lori Wilhite. Julie said to me, you know, my daughter has this, I don't want to call him a boyfriend. She's dating him and he's black. (laughs) So I said, okay. And she tells me his name and his name is a very, it's a very ethnic name. So I already knew. So she says to me, um, and she didn't, I don't even think she heard herself and she didn't, she didn't mean it that way. She tried to clarify it. She says, well, I really don't want Claire. Oh, oh, I said her name. Okay. I really don't want my daughter with, um, with this boy. Now she didn't say anything else, Athena. She didn't clarify it. She just said, I don't want my daughter with him. So I'm thinking, because he's black or, you know. And so then I say, well, if I'm honest, since we're being honest, and it wasn't to hurt her and it wasn't to get her back. I was saying to her, well, I really don't want my son with your daughter either. What do you mean? So that's when we could have the conversation. Well, what did you mean? I said, let me tell you what I mean. I said that to you right. because in my family, we have um, biracial. We have folks who are married to white women or, or the opposite. Or, or, or my niece is married to a white guy. Here's the thing. We love everyone, but it's scary. Biracial children have a challenge unto themselves because they, the society makes them choose. Yeah. I don't want my son with a white woman, even though his girlfriend is Grace and she is, because it depends on what the child turns out to look like. She can be like my niece who can pass, meaning she looks white, or she can Mm -hmm. be like my friend Danita and who looks dark. So then when the world sees her, they see a black woman, right? So that's my, so that's what I was telling Julie. Julie says to me, well, I said that because right. his mom has six kids. They're all by six different black men. And I'm having a problem with just their culture. And they're, and I'm going to say it because we have to have the conversation. They're white trash. What? What? And that was said in my group yesterday, too, that we're, we're talking about it. And so my thing is, I'm not offended. We we have prejudice within our own cultures. We talk within our own cultures, but we need to talk about that to one another so that 
it's not um hidden it's not hidden anymore and then we're afraid you know right. like like the girls told me yesterday we didn't know how to ask you we didn't know what to say no just ask me if we are the body of Christ and I love you I'm going to love you enough to hear what you're saying and I'm going to accept what you're mm. saying do I have to just agree 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 no but I I need to empathize and put myself in your shoes. And that's all we're asking. It is not, you know, handing out a favor. It's just, could you look through life, through how, what I have to deal with? And that's what I said to Julie. You don't have to worry about if they're going to pull your daughter over. You don't have to worry about that until it happened. When it happened, and daughter got put in jail for something she didn't do. And the police officers came to the house and picked her up and they weren't nice to her and they're FaceTiming and they're seeing it all. She spends the night in jail. And when she gets out and she's, a, she's on her way to taking the bar, a lawyer. Now Julie mm. says to me, okay, Laura, let's really talk. Now I understand. I said, because yeah. it happened to your daughter. Yeah. And now you see, this is my life yeah. all the time. Mm. And having those hard conversations, it's, you know, when, when she said that to you, I don't want my son to marry, you know, when she said that with no clarification, you know, and then you said that, to be able to actually say to each other, okay, this is what yeah. I heard you say. When you said those words, this is what I heard you say. Did you right. mean to say that? Is that what you meant? I mean, to actually have some civil, loving dialogue. Sure, it may get a little heated or it may get a little emotional. But to have those conversations and not, not wimp. Exactly. wimp out. It's very because uncomfortable. It's, because it's uncomfortable. But we're better for it. Her husband grew up in L.A. Yeah. with black people. So he's fine. He gets it. For her, I'll be honest, and you, ju you just said it, Athena, that we had a heated debate over Colin Kaepernick. You hear me? And I said to her, how dare you mm. tell me how to protest? Because you're not black. You haven't a clue. And I said to her, just the conversation we had years ago we had to have again last night when Drew Brees I'm going to address that too because I'm like Drew hear me it was never about the flag it was never about patriotism he knelt Colin Kaepernick who got blackballed with a white mom and a black dad and adopted by a white family he's blackballed in the NFL because he said they're killing my black brothers and sisters and I'm just kneeling for awareness of police brutality and then three years later now the world wants to see oh that's what he was kneeling about so now so misrepresented, so misrepresented. and now julie says to me i wish we could go back to colin just kneeling now i get it 
that's all we were trying to say. Mm. We weren't, you know, mm. they twisted it all and it's this and it's that. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. We're saying, turn the light on. Put the spike light on. You don't see what's happening. That stuff. Mm. Mm. Oh, this has been so good. I just am so thankful that you spoke up and, run. and didn't run and and stuck around because yeah. we needed to hear you. And I appreciate it. I just, I thank God mm. that you, um, I'm just thankful that it, it, it might not change everyone. They might not understand, but at least you heard me and you're making a step to go, what is yeah. going on in their world? That's huge. Yeah. And we need to have more of that. We, mm. we need to talk about it. And even if it's hard, I appreciate you just, yeah. and if you, and if, even if you say, I don't know, I believe you. And I'd rather you just be honest and say, I don't know, than to give me the pat answer and try to equalize or minimize, spiritualize, yes. Spiritualize it says, or whatever. Okay, so Jesus said we're supposed to love each other too. Yep. Right? Amen. 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 Well, Laura, thank you so much for being with us on the All Things Podcast today. If if you wanted to just leave our listeners with one thought for them to consider and ponder, what would that be? If you're a believer, if you're a king's kid, if you're a daughter of the king, son of the king, then act like you belong and live in the kingdom which means love everybody and try to see and hear what God is telling you. You know, I think a lot of times we listen, Athena, we just don't listen. We hear God, but we don't. He didn't mean that. So hear God. That's what I want to say. Hear from God. Because God is not the author of confusion. He is not the anger. What is that? The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, now true, the scripture says, in your anger, do not sin. That doesn't mean we're not allowed to get angry. But what do we do with that anger? We don't sin. We don't go to bed angry. Because that means we let the devil in and he gets his way. So there's so much here. I mean, we could probably talk for another three hours nonstop. Thank you. Thank you so much for just your wisdom, for your your perspective. Um, It's just been, it's helped me. And I know it's going to help others. And we're going to do this again. I can already tell. Oh, thank thank you you so much for being with us today, Laura. Amen. So thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. 
So hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media, of course, only if you thought it was helpful. Or if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would really appreciate it as, you know, it'll help other people find the show and let them know it really is a good one to listen to. So thank you so much for listening today, and I'll see you next week.